Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. everybody. How are you? I'm back. It's Saturday in sunny California. I have an exclusive part one interview with Sir Frank Cooper. Sir Frank Cooper is the founder of the first award show and ceremony for African American comedians. The name of the award show is African American Humor Awards. I forgot to put Society in the notes. Sir Frank Cooper is the esteemed visionary who founded and spearheaded the highly acclaimed African American Humor Award Society, or aka the AHAs, in 1989. He was born and raised in Georgia. He left to pursue his dream, and although he faced deep challenges, it was during his practice of meditation that he had the brilliant idea to produce an award show. Now, 20 years later, he has continued to produce the AHA's events for the purpose of recognizing legendary African-American comedic talent. His trademark for the AHA's is Laughter Has No Color. The show embraces African-Americans, minorities, or minorities, rich culture, heritage, cultural heritage, excuse me, and artistic contributions, celebrating their achievements across various fields, including film, television, music, sports, and activism. His profound impact has has um, internationally recognized comedians presented with awards such as Richard Pryor, the late Richard Pryor, Jay Leno, Monique, Dick Gregory, D.L. Hewley, Rudy Ray Moore, and so many were pioneers in comedy, but have gone decades being overlooked in their professions. The AHA's movie is streaming on Amazon Prime. And then I left the link um, for you. I'm sorry, I left the link. <laughs> Not for, yeah, for you, uh, the audience and listener, in the description of the show. But all you do is you just go to the website and it's uh it's it's it looks like it's the ahas dot com. Okay? It's the ahas dot com. Aha is spelled A for African, A for American, H for humor, A for hmm, awards, and then the S is society dot com. Okay, so A A has.com it's the ahas.com all right i'm not really sure where my guest is right now so i'm going to make a quick phone call and let's see if i can can uh, find him because maybe uh, something came up i might have to reschedule who knows let's let's see everyone okay let's see let's see 
Hi, sir. Hi, I'm good. Are Are you able to come into the studio for a few minutes? Yes, 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 yes. I'm just not getting back in the car. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm on the air, but I I tell the audience I'm going to call you, and we're going to have a quick interview. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You gonna pull a quick one on them right there? You just let it rip. I'm ready. You ain't gonna catch me with my underwear down. Okay. Okay. Wait. My show is G-rated. Excuse me. My show is G-rated. Okay. Okay. We're G-rated. G-rated. All right. I got you. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll wait till you call in. Okay. I. I, No, no, no. We can start whenever you get ready. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, I just need you to call the number that I sent you. And then okay. we can record, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you want me to call it in right now when I say goodbye to you? Yes, please. Okay, all right. I'll call you. I'll call you in just a quick minute. Okay, okay. wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, dear. Bye-bye. Bye. <clears throat> okay, that was Mr. Wonderful Sir Frank Cooper. So we're just waiting for Sir to come on into the studio. Okay. Um his website is absolutely fabulous. If you have free time, please go and you can study study it. If I were you, I would study the website because it has a historical basis to it. And because he is a founder of a award society show, and that's also um, very um, important to uh, learn about people while they're here and also give them their flowers, thank them for uh, for their contributions and for what they're trying to do because he made so many uh, sacrifices um, in order to uh, make these make the award show happen. Okay, and then I don't know if you all listened, but earlier today I did have on the executive producer and director of Adeline. Remember? I had them on too. So I am... Oh, here he is. Okay. All right. So now we have <laughs> Sir Frank Cooper. Hi, hi, sir. Top of the morning, Ms. Camille. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Okay. It's wonderful to hear your voice as well. Yes. I can't. You know what? It's a little quiet. I don't know what's going on with the volume, but I can't hear you as well as I could when I called you. Okay, um, I'll tell you what. I'm not sure why. Let me, you, let me take you off the speaker then. Hold on. Okay, yes. Thank you. Okay, is that better? Yes, it is. Oh, yes. It's much better. Oh, um, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the interview so we can, uh, we have so much to unpack and introduce you to the audience. My first question is what inspired you to create the AHAs and what does the acronym stand for? Okay. The acronym, the AHAs, A-A-H-A-S stands for the African American Humor Award Society. And what inspired me was 
living in L.A. after leaving Atlanta, going to L.A., I found myself, after a little while, looking at all these black sitcoms back in the day, such as Sanford and Son, Room 227, and and all those shows, uh, Marla Gibbs' show, um, Amen, shows like that. All these black actors and actresses never got any recognition from no one's award show. And they were all complaining. We always get overlooked. The these shows was on TV for four, five, six seasons, some of them. And they were never honored or awarded anything on any of the award shows. So I just got sick and tired, and I said, you know, something needs to change. So I started roaming the idea around in my head, and I like to meditate. Since I don't drink and smoke, I like to go and meditate. And I went into a wonderful closet, small closet, and I meditate there for about a couple of hours. And while meditating, I came up with the idea of creating the first award show for minority comedians. Thank you. And then how was your first award comedy show? Well, first award was, show, I apologize. It was the first time that anyone had ever done it. And I was a fish out of water, didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is I wanted all of these people. And uh, we pulled it together. And we did it at the Patriotic Hall, downtown off of Figueroa in Los, Los Angeles. Uh, when I announced it, the mayor at the time, the first black mayor of L.A., gave me a beautiful plaque and honored me by giving me that plaque and by giving and naming that particular day we did the award show as the AHA Day for the city of L.A. And the first award show was filled with a lot of emotions. A lot of these black actors like LaWanda Page and Marla Gibbs and Rudy Ray Moore and Red Fox and Ronaldo Ray, all these people that showed up to receive their award, they were literally coming to me crying, you know, thanking me for creating this award show because they had gone for so many years without getting any recognition. So it was a very emotional show. It was full of laughter. It was full of tears. And it was full of joy. Combination of all. Wonderful. And then the slogan, laughter has no color, so smile. And the logo, um, what does the logo actually stand for? Well, the logo is the face. Um encased in a square box and it's a face encased in that and that face is smiling and when you look at that face you think about every living person on earth that have anything to laugh about or smile about we all express those feelings the same way no matter who you are what color you are what continent you're on whatever we all laugh and smile the same way there are things that makes us funny and the slogan came from, I was trying to think of something that would be universal. And I kept bouncing it around in my head, went into meditation again, and came up with the slogan, laughter has no color, because it encapsulates everything that living human beings have in common. And that's what I wanted to center it around, and that was, what do we all as living human beings have in common? 
We have the air that we breathe. We have the blood that runs through our veins. And we share Mother Nature, which is all the greenery that give us the air. And then we share the earth, which gives us our minerals and diamonds, pearls, rubies, oil, gas, you name it. So it was to encapsulate everything that, um, everything that human beings share. That's wonderful. And then how do you select the, win- the nominees excuse me, for the award show? What is the criteria? What criteria do you use? Well, for the first show, we uh, started out. The criteria was you had to have been in the business at least twenty-five years, at least doing stand-up, doing movies, doing sitcoms, or doing stage. That was the first criteria. And then after we developed and continued to grow. We came up with a few more criteria, which was we up the age to 30 years. You have to be 30 years in the business. You have to have had a long history of dedication to the comedy genre. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you had to have the biggest box office or sell the most tickets to your movies. It was that you just had to be consistent at your craft. Hello, are you there? Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I had it on. I had it on mute. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing the comedy industry today? And how do you see your awards helping to address those challenges? Okay. um, The challenge nowadays is everybody is wearing their feelings on their sleeve. And we get, need to get back to freedom of speech, which being able to laugh at yourself, being able to laugh at other people, not in a degrading way, but in a fun way, should be and always have been very acceptable. But now we're trying to put guidelines on it, which entrench upon freedom of speech. Now, freedom of speech can be damaging if you meet someone angry and they're trying to be derogatory toward you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about freedom of expression, freedom of speech, when you want to bring joy into someone's life. And uh, to me, we're kind of getting away from that, or we have gotten away from it with all this politically correct mess when we need to get back to just straight-up freedom of speech. You can tell when someone is joking with you and when they're not. If not, then you haven't lived. And that's what, uh, that's where we're coming from with that. <clears throat> okay, thank you. And then how has the Comedy Awards landscape evolved over the years, and what do you think the future holds for Comedy Awards shows? Well, when you look back at the history of comedy, especially with black people, now I'm going to take you back. There were a time when black people only had one day to rest after working in the cotton fields, the corn fields, whatever master had them doing. They had one day to rest, and that day partly was dedicated toward being indoctrinated by people teaching them how to be obedient by using the Bible. Well, usually... You were off on Sundays, so you had all night Saturday to party. And black people partied. 
They told jokes, they danced, they sang, they entertained themselves. And then on Sundays, of course, they had to put all that aside and go and be indoctrinated by this new religion or whatever you want to call it to be obedient. And comedy has changed the way America and the world has accepted us, especially as black people, because we've opened so many doors through comedy. Um, if you do the history of Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory used comedy to open the doors in the minds of people politically. Dick Gregory was one of the first black people to seriously run for presidency of the United States. And then there came a lady by the name of Shirley Chisholm, I think her name was. She was the first black woman to seriously run for presidency of the United States. So comedy has changed a lot of ways that Americans and the rest of the world see us as black people because you can get your point across easier. It's easier to insult someone through comedy and get your point across as opposed to being blunt and belligerent with it. Yes. Yes, indeed. What advice do you have for aspiring comedians and writers who hope to one day be nominated for your awards? Well, for young up-and-coming comedians, which we also had that category 30 years ago, and a lady by the name, she was uh, establishing herself. She received an award from us, but she never came to pick it up, and that lady was Whoopi Goldberg. She was an up-and-coming stand-up comic, and I still have her trophy right to this day because we hadn't been able to get to her to give her her trophy. Another young up-and-coming comedian at the time was a man named Eddie Murphy. We honored Eddie Murphy 30 years ago on that very same show, and uh, we never got a chance right to this day to give him his trophy that he won 30 years ago, and we still have his trophy to deliver to him as well. So I would tell the young comedians, there's a lot of young comedians out there that don't know the history of comedy. I'm going to give you a quick example. There's an expression that a lot of people use, and they take that expression for granted, and that is, oh, you're just a barrel of laughs. Have you ever heard that expression? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. That expression came from back in the day when black people would be gathered around, and they were having fun. And if you were in a public place, there used to be a barrel, a literally a barrel on the streets. So if you start to laugh out loud or talk out loud or tell a joke out loud, you would have to stick your head in that barrel to laugh. And that's where that term came from, a barrel of laughs. And young black comics need to know their history. They need to know the people that paved the way for them. They need to know a man, Dan Marlin. They need to know a Dick Gregory, a Flip Wilson, a LaWanda Page, a Moms Mabley. They need to know these people and know the history of comedy so when they do their thing, they're not just paying tribute to an, a long-lost or a long-lost person that's been forgotten, but they're paying homage to that person as well. Thank you. And then how do you ensure that the awards show is inclusive and represents a diverse range of voices and perspectives in comedy. Well, last year, 2021, was the first year 
that we honored our first non-minority comedian. And that comedian's name is Jay Leno of The Tonight Show. We gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award along with George Wallace, a Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, Jay is a white guy. And Jay, through The Tonight Show, enhanced the careers of so many black comedians who are now multimillionaires. Jay's show enhanced their careers. The reason we honor Jay is because Jay did a movie, he and George Wallace, years ago, before the movie The Green Book came out. Jay did a documentary, mini documentary, about a half an hour long, and it was called The Green Book of Comedy, Black Comedy. And through that little documentary, he told the story about what black comedians had to go through and what they lived through and the different places they could perform and where they could not perform and how they had to go in the back door to get to the stages and all that to perform their craft. And we honor this man for doing that, uh, doing that documentary. So now what we do is we've opened it up for everybody. Margaret Cho happened to be a comedian, an Asian comedian, that we had her on a show where we were honoring Della Reese and Red Fox for a TV show called The Royal Family. Well, this was pretty much the first time Margaret has, had been before a large audience of black people on Wilshire Boulevard at the Wiltern Theater. We gave her that opportunity. I didn't think she was going to be that funny, but she wound up begging me to give her five minutes. Margaret went on stage and turned that five minutes into almost 20 to 30 minutes, and she killed. So we are open for diversity from all walks of life because everybody have one thing in common, and that is laughter has no color, so smile. I love that. And then what are some of the most memorable moments or highlights from past editions of your award show? Ask that again. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. What are some of the most memorable moments or highlights from past editions of the award show or of the AHAs? Could you hear me? Yes, I heard you. One of the most, one of the most memorable moments. There, there have been several, but I'll never forget when we gave Marla Gibbs her her first award. She came up on stage, and I was standing backstage, and she looked toward the right of the stage, and she was thanking everybody for coming. And she looked back and she said, I don't know who you are or what inspired you to do this, but this is the first award I've ever received concerning my craft, and I want to thank you. And after she gave that speech, everybody started giving speeches toward me, except Paul Mooney, because Paul didn't think we were going to honor him. Paul wound up getting three trophies that night, one for writing, one for performing, and one for uh, being uh, a comedy actor. And Paul made a joke. After the show went on for a little while and he never received an award, he comes up on stage, and he was accepting one of the uh, trophies for Richard Pryor. 
And he said, I don't know what you, you people think I do, but I write comedy. I write for most of these people that's on the stage. And then his, the next category, he got his first award. So that was very memorable as well. And all this stuff is on film. Yes, yes. That's a great story. And then um, finally, what are your plans for the future of your Comedy Awards show? And how do you hope to continue to grow and evolve the event over time? Well, over the 30 years, I've had three staff members. One is named Trisha Voorhees. The other one is named Mitzi Voorhees and myself. For 30 years, we have been pulling this thing together in one form or another. The award show, our Father's Day tribute, comedy concerts, anything that we could do to keep the AHA name out there. And this is going to be the last year that I'll be able to do this out of my pocket because I've gotten older, I'm going broke, and we are looking for sponsors. We need a sponsorship or we need someone to take us under their wing and get this thing on TV. And this coming 2024 is going to be the last year I'll be able to do it out of my pocket. And uh, we are looking for sponsors. And we hope that this thing will carry on for decades to come, you know, because uh, when I came up with the idea, I actually shopped the idea in Hollywood for approximately a year. And everybody was telling me it was a great idea and all that, but they didn't think anybody would watch that. So I said, okay, I'll take it on myself. I'll finance it myself. And through a lot of work, demeaning jobs and everything, cleaning toilets and and raking leaves and and selling clothes and you name it, whatever I had to do, mopping floors, uh, whatever I had to do to keep the money coming in to keep this thing going, I did it, and I'm still doing it. As a matter of fact, you're talking to me right now on the job, <laughs> and I'm hoping to, uh, you know, the money I make part of will go toward the AHA fund to be able to pull this thing off in 2024. So we are looking for sponsors. We need help. Yes. Okay. And then, um, oh, did you want to just uh, mention to the audience um, what your social media handles are so they can... um... Yes, you can go to to find out more about us. There is a documentary being played about my life, about my whole life concerning the ahas and everything else on amazon prime you can go to amazon prime and pull it up it's called laughter has no color and my name really is sir frank cooper that is my real name and you'll find out through the documentary why i was named sir frank cooper from my father you can also go to it's the ahas altogether.com it's the ahas.com and you can pull up information on us as well Okay, that's outstanding. Thank you so much, sir, for being my guest today and also for sharing your thoughts and um, all about the ahas. I am just so thrilled to have you here, and I'm looking forward to part two because this is part one, everyone. So we're going to have a part two show that we will be um recording next Saturday. I believe that's May 27th, so a week from today. Okay? And so I'm going to say 
Oh, I have a question, sir. What is your yeah. favorite coffee or hot beverage? Well, I I am not a coffee drinker, but I do love me some ginseng tea, lemon tea, any kind of herb tea. I do love that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so very much again. And um, I will talk to you next week for sure. And have and enjoy Looking the rest of the day. And Camille, thank you so much. Thank you and your network uh-huh. for taking the time You're out welcome. to um, find us interesting enough to talk about. Have a wonderful day a and pleasure. a lovely weekend. Thank you so much. Same to you. Bye-bye for now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. That was the amazing, incomparable Sir Frank Cooper. And and this is just part one of the interview. Actually, I didn't quite get the title correct up here. It's supposed to be exclusive part. Uh, oh, no, I did say exclusive part two, two-part two part interview with Sir Frank Cooper. All right, because I thought I made an error. Sometimes I have these little typos I, I do. But, again, you can go to It's the... Ahas.com. Okay, they also have, or he also has a Facebook page. So they're at the Ahas. Okay, on Facebook, and um, we will be recording, as I said, part two to this interview next Saturday. All right, he is such an inspiring, was full of wisdom, um, just contributing massively to the African-American culture and to its heritage. And this is so very important in a time where erasure of a Native people is being pushed. So I just want you all to think about that, that we here in America who are doing positive and have always been doing wonderful positive things can continue, we continue under a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of pressure and no support from society the way they really should because, I mean, I can't even imagine one day I'm just sitting and I meditate and I come up with something as phenomenal as a award show for comedians, right? Like that just blows my mind that so many that we have watched on television, our parents have watched on television, (laughs) our grandparents have watched on television, are not recognized or have not been recognized by industry and a profession that they work so diligently in. And they also, when I think about a lot of these comedians, Monique, um, Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, Dale Hewley, and so many more. Eddie Murphy, Whoopi Goldberg, um, and also how they just really changed the face of comedy. And, and you talk about excellence. I mean, they are just downright phenomenal. And it is, uh, I think, the most um, well. I think one of the most important things we can do for one another is to support each other in our endeavors as creators because creators, in my humble opinion, oftentimes do not receive enough support, right? Like what Sarah is doing, he's created a a platform to lift up others, right? 
And this is what we need to stay conscious of, keep that in our conscious as Americans, is to look out and make each other laugh, right? Laughter has no color. These people have entertained us forever, okay? So that's the end of my speech right now because I have another guest coming into the studio in a half hour. So I, I think he's my last one for this Saturday morning. And um, like just like my last guest, I uh, have another job. I, I uh, work as a teacher. I teach English to international students. And so all I will say is this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to my podcast. It is, uh, I have a lot of episodes now. I think I'm finally over 60, 60 episodes. I'm trying to get to 100. <laughs> and this is our eighth season eighth season and I believe this episode is in fact number 10 but you are more than welcome to go to um, coffeechatwithcamille.com there you will find all of the episodes okay and you can subscribe please leave comments about the show let me know what you think you know if you think hey Camille you can improve on this or the other I love constructive criticism. I don't need nasty, nice folks to do it, though. I just need you to please let me know if there's something that I could do different, better, to ease your listening experience, okay? But for now, I want you to know that you're more than welcome to always go and listen to the shows. My guests, just about every last one of them, as far as I can I can see, um, have something to contribute and to offer you um, their knowledge and whatever it is that they are doing, pursuing, and have been doing for many, many years. I want you to know also that the AHAS has been, uh, it, first of all, it was the first uh, com- comedy award show, and it was founded by Sir Frank Cooper, who was kind enough, polite enough while he's working to give me an interview. <laughs> uh, but it was founded in 1989. So, we, he, as he said, too, he needs sponsors. So, please, if you're a sponsor out there, this is a magnificent award show. And um, um, everything about it is just amazing. And it makes no sense um, to me that no sponsor would want to pick up this beautiful award show. And so, please, if you're a sponsor out there, please try to contact Sir Frank Cooper at the AHAS, okay, theahas.com. All right? Okay, so I think that's a wrap for now. Like I said, I have one more guest. His name is Ryan Winters. He is an author of a book and much more. All right? Thank you for listening to coffeechatwithcamille.com. You can find us on all streaming podcasts. Um, I mean, excuse me, all streams. So it's like Apple and uh, I think there's one just called Podcast. I can't remember. RSS feed, uh, Overcast, you think. Well, there's so many. So please just uh, listen to us, leave comments, get involved, okay? I think I'm going to have an episode on reparations. For that one, I will probably... More likely than not, conducted on YouTube. On YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel. It's Coffee Chat with Camille. 
Okay. Right now, I I, I have a, a world world renowned pencil artist, and his name is um, Clarence Thomas. He's a, such a gifted artist, and he gets around. He was just uh, um, uh, hanging out with uh, Matt Barnes, like an NBA superstar, you know. <laughs> so he he does. He really gets around. He He's just, he's such a hardworking man. And his pencilship, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had him on here uh, twice, and he is just fabulous. Okay, so I believe I have him posted up, and I need to get the other 63 episodes up as well. Okay, so as an executive producer, I have a lot of work to do. Okay, I really love my podcast, and I love, love my guest, and I love you for listening. Okay. Thank you for listening to Coffee Chat with Camille. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.